Ooh, it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without the dope pot to step to. I wish I knew more of those rocking rhymes right now, but it's uh, I'm getting a little brain fog, so I can't quite remember it. <laughs> um, today on the AF podcast, I'm joined by my South Sharaf family member and brother in arms, Randall Walter, who's the uh, the organizer and head coach of Red Rush, Ontario, as well as the head coach of Team XL Hoops basketball program. As we're here to discuss and celebrate the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA title, including everything that's happening with Jamal Murray and, and him being back on the map. We discuss Joker's greatness. Man, whew, there's a lot of stuff to talk about here. <laughs> Zion, Zion, Zion. Zion, Zion, Zion. Zion. <sighs> and we also discuss our predictions of the offseason. Um, this podcast was recorded. <laughs> it was recorded, right, I would say, before this blockbuster Phoenix Suns Washington Wizards trade where Bradley Beal waived his no trade clause and is headed over to Phoenix for Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, multiple second round picks. And you know what's going to happen from there. Chris, uh, Chris Paul's going to get bought out. I almost called him Chris Brown. <laughs> Chris Paul's going to get bought out. Uh, most likely he's going to head back to California. Uh, how the buyout works is you can't go back to the team that you, that you just left um, unless they change that. But uh, he'll be headed to somewhere in California, I predict. But it's going to be quite interesting to see what's going to happen going forward. But, man, they, they couldn't let Denver just celebrate for five minutes, huh? Not at all, huh? Okay. So Phoenix will be back. They're still going to be a little small unless they get rid of Aiton. If they don't get rid of Aiton, that's going to be an interesting lineup. But we'll see what happens because they don't have enough depth right now as it is. And now they just gave up some more of that. But I tell you what, that owner, man. That owner is really, 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 really going for it all right now. He's risking it all. I was telling somebody this afternoon. He's he's kind of like that guy with a with a with a rack at the strip club, and all of a sudden, the the baddest stripper in the world is is coming down the thirty foot pole upside down from the ceiling, and she's about halfway down. And he's ready to throw that stack. I'm telling you, man. He's 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 risking it all right now. He's 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 risking everything for this chip. He wants his run now. You you would swear he's on a deadline. I don't know if it's like a game of Jumanji or Squid Games or something, but it, it almost feels like if he doesn't win the title within the next year or two, like something's going to happen to his life. I don't get it. But we're here to discuss all of it except that trade. We'll have to touch base on that one. Probably the next one I do, which will be next week or will be out next week. But on, on another note, though, um, for everybody that's been checking in on me in terms of, uh, you know, I have to take this little hiatus due to a family emergency situation. Um, it's getting a little bit better or it's getting better. Um, so it's allowing me to be able to record some, you know, get back on track and record pods again. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate your patience. Um, thank you for your kind words and checking in on me throughout this process. Um, <laughs> a lot of learning lessons from here, but, um, you know, it's, um, but I, I appreciate your concern. Just know that, uh, you know, it's, it, it hasn't gone unnoticed and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely back on track to to give you what you need. Right. So I would tell you to check out my podcast wherever you listen to it. But I've been out for a minute now. This hiatus is over. We're not even going to touch on that. You know what it is. Hit those five stars. Check out my website at SouthSharab.com. Let's get to it. Damn it. Is that a podcast with Cal C on South Sharab Radio?
Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Kelsey on South Sharab Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Like uh, like Mr. Kata, like Mr. Kata says, welcome back to the Yav Podcast. I'm joined by my South Sharab family member. Uh, the head coach of Red Rush Ontario's AAU program, as well as Team XL Hoops basketball program. And this, the COO position of Team Lightskin is so secure in his life right now. He, he's actually <laughs> kicking people off the list. He's actually taking people off the list now. Like that, That's how secure he's, he, he's at right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Ronda Walter to the show. How you doing, sir? Man, it's good to be back. It's been, a, it's been a little bit of a hiatus, but we back. We back. We back. We back. We back. We back at they, it. Man. They say light. They say light skin. Light skin brothers is out of style. I'm bringing them back. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. And, and then on point, man. Like, I, I hope you was rooting for Team Light Skin, the Team Light Skin of the NBA, the Denver Nuggets, because I mean that they got a whole the whole the whole core is light skin right now. Yeah, the whole whole core is light skin, you know, and everyone thought, you know, light skin dudes are acting all fruity, like they're out there balling, not 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 on that Jordan Poole light school light skin tip, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, on that Canadian light skin tip, that like that Jamal Murray light skin tip, you know what I mean? Like that that AG that AG that, like, that with AG. the dreads with the dreads light skin. You got it. Not 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 no Jordan Poole. Blowing kisses, light skin. We talking about like some gritty light skin. I don't know if gritty and light skin go together, but you know, yeah, close enough, close enough, close enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, so I mean, we're 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 coming out of the NBA Finals with the Denver Nuggets, obviously, are the, are the, are the newly crowned champions. Um, and, and it makes me reminisce just watching the parade about like you know just reminiscing about um, the experiences we had on 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 Young Street and, and City Hall four yeah, years man. ago, you know yeah. here in this great city. But what were your thoughts on the Denver's uh, playoff run? Honestly, um, they deserved it. I yeah, think man. they were the most under underlooked team in the NBA, and not like I think everyone knew they were nice. Everyone knew that they had a shot to win it, but it's like one of those things where you're like, they they have a shot, but would they win it? Are they mm-hmm. are, are, like everyone kind of thought it was all these other teams that people were putting them like everyone thought like you know, Golden State kind of had a shot. It, people even had, I I would even put money on it back in the day. People thought L.A. was going to have a crazy um, run for sure. You know, Suns, you know, and it's kind of like Denver was always there. And I think a lot of it was predicated on, and, and it came down to one player that people, I don't think, realized how good he was. Is Jamal Murray. Like, okay, the Joker, everyone knows he had a historic, you know, NBA run. But this league is predicated on superstars. You know that, I know that, everyone knows that. And you can't win with just one superstar. And I think Jamal... Playoff Jamal. You saw his shirt in the, in the parade. That was kind of dope. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, playoff Jamal, finals Jamal, champion Jamal. Mm. And, he, 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 you know, Kitchener stand up. You know, all my people out in the, in the loo, you know, y'all got to celebrate on this one because your man came out and showed out. And I remember talking to my son, and he was like, 
when he, when he first came back from his, his, his horrific injury, you know, my son was like, man, he looks like chubby, he looks slow, he ain't going to be the same. Everybody, like, wrote him off. Yeah. And at the beginning of the season, he came back in better shape, and they kind of eased through the season. Like, he, he didn't do anything major through the season. He wasn't pre-Murray injury, but, like, you could see as the season went on, like, you could see the swagger coming back. You could see, mm-hmm. like, kind of like, oh, I'm saving my juice. But I know. He, like, it's like, I got it. Yeah, I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to unleash the beast once the playoff coming. And, and, and he did. And, you know, great run, historic. I'm so happy for him as an organization. They just deserved it. Like, is there one of those stories when you watch, when you look at it, like, when you watch them celebrate, and you're like, you just made you smile. Yeah. Right? Like, it just, it, I think you said it, and we had a little chat, like, uh, in our little, um, group we got and, uh yeah man it just made me smile like like they're just a good cohesive team well-ran organization love the coach mm-hmm. you know like and i like him even more after this chip because I, <laughs> I knew about him but I, I got to know a little bit more about him i didn't know he was you like know. that man like <laughs> nah, i didn't know i didn't know he got a little he got a little soul you know he, he got a little soul in his hole you know what i mean like he, he got my vote man mm-hmm. he, he's a good dude um, it seems like you know, good dude, and and I think they position themselves to come back as a real contender next year. You know, what I mean, and, and they only got better as uh, as as the playoffs went on, and and we all knew once they hit the finals, there was no stopping them. So. Nah, and 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 the thing to add to your point about Jamal, like you know how ACL injuries go, the knee injuries go. They they always say it takes you two years to. Mm-hmm. To recover from it, right? One one year to get physically healthy, then and then you have to add another year to get right mentally. Yeah. So really and truly, like when he started the season, yeah, like he didn't start off like the the old Murray, but you know that that takes time. But you can see, right around the two year mark was was mm-hmm. right when the playoffs started, and that's when he you could see like he was back to that to that confident Murray, the one that Kobe reached out to to have at his at his last camp. His inaugural one and only uh, um, pro camp for for all the NBA players and stuff. The, the the selected stars that he wanted to bring and have him and work out with them. Like Jamal was on that list in 2019. Like he went back to being that guy. You know what I mean? And and it was beautiful to watch, man. Like he averaged. Look at the stats here. He averaged 26, 26, five and seven basically. 26, five point seven and and seven throughout the whole playoffs. You know, throughout their 20 game run. And I mean that's. I mean that like I mean those numbers are all star numbers. You know what I mean? So all star numbers. Yeah, so we, we, we gotta put him back on that like that list of like the guards that were, were up and rising and about to come and take over. Like he's back on that list now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I and I you, you stole the words out of my mouth as well because it was understated. Honestly, outside of Charles Barkley, I don't know anyone. I didn't hear anybody talking about Denver winning the title. Everyone was talking about parody. I mean, hell, so was I. And I and I guess for for me though I feel like it was one of those things where it's like you you, you know like you kind of have to see it before you believe it, you know what well, I mean? Because like the last two years they were they they were knocked out of the first round, right? So we didn't and and I know I know that had to do with injuries and stuff, but we didn't since the bubble we 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 weren't a hundred percent sure as to who this team really was. Like, they had a great regular season though because they're pretty much number one all year. You know, but I, but to your point, like I think everybody had another team in mind as to who was going to win. Everybody yeah. had Golden State, Lakers, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly. You know what I mean? Like there was yep. 
It was a lot of parity, which is great, but at the same time, nobody like Denver was probably on that bottom five, bottom ten list. Like you know, out, out yeah. of that list, you know what I mean? Which was a little weird yeah. considering how well they played the whole season. Yeah, a lot of it. You know, I think see a lot of it was predicated on um, balance and a lot of and and, and, and cohesiveness and with with like you know, a lot of injuries throughout the season. Like that's that squad is, is was. Uh, injury riddled at some certain points of the season. So every time they would, like anytime they were together and they played a certain stretch together, you saw what they could be. But like, it, it's like it, if one domino fell, then you're out, right? Like, you know, it, you know, um, what's his name? Um, outside of Murray, the only secure guy on that roster was Joker. Joker, right? Because yeah. even what's the, um, Porter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, He's a key piece to the hog, right? Like, if, if he if he goes down, man, like, boom, there you go. Well, You're going to have issues. And shout out to Gordon as well because I think Gordon had, I mean, he had a borderline yeah. all-star year, like, like this, Gordon, this season. Yeah. While, you know, yeah. especially when some of those guys were hurt, like, he really stepped up this whole season. Oh. Yeah, Gordon. See, the thing is, like, people try to peg players – when they're younger and see certain type of they, they, they cast they cast them in these roles right mm-hmm. and not everybody's wired to do things a certain way some people are just really above average borderline all-star support role player right right like when gordon was in orlando i think there was a lot of pressure on him to be like one of the main guys to carry the squad that's just not who he like his game even though he could put up the numbers and do it, that's not his game. Right. He fit like, and it, and it took him to have like, kind of be like, like, cause they sold him on the low, right? They didn't sell the Gordon on the high. Yeah. Right. So when, 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 when he went to Denver, it was like midway through the season, right? Like going into a playoff. And it was a good trade time. too. Like when they made that trade at the time, oh, you were like, you're like, went, yo, yeah, Denver's going to be nice. Right. And, and, but, but he still struggled a little bit coming over. It wasn't like instant, like, Mesh. It took a while for him mm-hmm. to kind of find his feet, his role. What, what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, like you just saw it this season. Like, and he he wasn't anything forced. They didn't need him to do to, to put up thirty points a game, twenty points a game. They needed him just to play like what he does. Like, he's a very versatile player. Like, he plays D well. He he's he's really and if you really watch his game, he's a versatile um point power forward. Right. Yeah. He can. He can facilitate, just like Joker, right? You got two guys on the wings that, you know, inside. He can play the small ball. Like, when Joker is out, he could go and play the five. He can even uh, sometimes play the two to three. You know, he, he can he could bring up the ball and facilitate. Like, um, he's worked on his J. He, his whole game is well-rounded. And, very and solid defender. Yeah, solid defender. And, and, and we always knew he can do it. But he's exerting less energy on the offensive end to concentrate on the defensive end, which makes him more effective, right? Same thing with Porter Jr. Like, I wasn't as impressed with Porter, though. Honestly, like, I think, like, obviously the talent's on the court. When you got, like, like, you know, three others and him on the court, that's, like, a crazy lineup, right? And then you throw in... um, KCP or whoever it's a Brown. Big, it's a big in. lineup. You, we, we, you, you, we, we don't Crazy. people don't under like we underestimate how not us but like people underestimate how big that lineup is because Joker seven feet seven one, Porter six ten, Gordon six eight six nine or at least mm-hmm. six eight, and then even Jamal Murray who's the smallest guy on the court. He's about six four six five. 
mm-hmm. or at least six mm-hmm. four, right? So like, yep. and he's the shortest guy on the floor. KCP's about six five, six six. Like that's a big lineup. It's huge, yeah. yeah. And not just big, athletic. Yeah, right? that like too. They could switch on everything. Like they, you watch them play. Like they could switch on screen, and you could switch on a big, right? Like you could. You don't have to like. You don't have to have all these. The only person you have to like is Joker, right? And Joker can actually like play off of the screens because guys can fight over or under and mm-hmm. with the length and, and make up make up that space, right? Right. Um. So they they had they they had a really good because I was watching them play against Miami and Miami. One thing I know about Miami, they're well prepared. Like you can say whatever you want about of Spo, but Spo spends a lot of. He pays a lot of attention to detail to the defensive cues and defensive assignments and defensive rotations. And he, like I, I was told by someone that, that, that was in the organization that they spent, you know, anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour working on just the angles of how you hedge on a screen. Yeah. Right? How you blitz Jeez. on the screen. You know, screaming weak side. They force it, like, kind of like that Dave Smart Carlton thing. Yeah. Force into the weak hand. Like, you know, like, everything's strong, weak. Like, you could see them screaming that stuff when their communication's on point. And if you don't communicate, it's just, it's like, you're coming off, man. I don't care if you're Duncan Robinson. Like, and you're coming off. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, so you don't have to like, be the best defender. You got to yeah. have the best energy and the best, um, you got to, you got to work your ass off. Because, because there's people that just lack the physical athleticism to hang with people. Mm-hmm. But defense is all about effort. In Miami, you get you're getting guys that some of those guys just don't have the athleticism, like some of the top athletes in the NBA, and then top athletes in the NBA are the top athletes in the world, right. and they're still able to kind of, even though they're considered bad defenders, their effort alone keeps them on the court. Yeah, like Duncan Robinson, everyone said he was crap. I thought he, had, he was some of the best defensive. Like I'm not going to say like on a one on one basis, but it's, he played some of his best defensive overall moments in the NBA playoffs. Oh, for sure. Like, he wasn't a liability. Like, he was a liability, I think, more on offense than he was on defense at times. But that's just what my thought, I mean. But that's what Miami does to you, right? Like, it's it, it, it puts your feet to the fire. Yeah, right? Man. Like, it, it really puts your feet to the fire to the extent where it's like, like, if somebody like him, like, he kind of disappeared for the last year and a half, two years. You know what I mean? And just to see him come up and especially when Hero went down, to see him come up and just mm-hmm. like defensively work his ass off, stayed on the court, put the ball on the floor. He was a much improved player than he was even in the bubble when he when you know when um, yeah. when every when he came up on the map, right? Like yep. it was impressive to watch. It was impre- and honestly, like yeah. you gotta give props to Miami. I know some things fell. You know, you, you gotta have some luck with it too in terms of injuries, in terms of different things. But man, it's it's it was great to watch an eight seed like like them because they weren't the typical eight seed. But it was great to see somebody like them make it all the way to to where they made it to. But at the end of the day, there's a reason why there's only two two eight seeds in the, in the history of, of the NBA that's made it to the finals. And ironically. Both of those teams, like the Knicks at 99, both fell in five in the finals, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a reason. At some point, you don't have enough, you know? That, and and as, as hard as they play, like I, like I remember having this debate with a friend of mine last week, and, and uh, my friend was ratting and raving about Miami and how strong they are. And, man, he's like, I can see the series going six to seven. And I'm like, man, this series is going five or less. 
Because I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, Miami's margin for error is so thin. It's so, like, even for them to win game two, everything had to break right, right? Like, for them to, that fourth quarter was like, I think they shot like 85% in the fourth quarter, and they barely won that game. Like, the, the margin for error was so thin. So for them to depend on that, you know, to win three more games, I'm like, you're asking for a lot. You know what I mean? Anytime Denver just played ball and, and played within themselves, they would stretch a lead to like 15, 20. And it would be pretty easy too. Oh. But I don't know. I like I, I just I love the fact that Denver won because obviously the the you know, with, with Jamal Murray and just seeing, you know, another Canuck come and get a ring. You know what I mean? Joining your cousin Joel, joining like Andrew Wiggins as somebody yep. else that has a, a has a, as at least a ring, some hardware, beautiful. And the way he played is like it, you know, it signifies all the hard work that he put in the last couple of years. You know what I mean? And I guess the other couple of reasons are you need new energy, man. Like we're always, you know, I think the NBA and I think a lot of sports does this. You get you you get pumped with the same characters in your face all of the time. You know what I mean? And rightfully so, because guys like LeBron, Steph Curry, people like that, they're they're such mainstays of superstars. You know, and, and especially when you, 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 you look at different talk shows and different things, like they're the ones that are always leading the news. And, you know, like what is New York Knicks doing? What's Miami doing? What's what's the Lakers doing? Uh-huh. But it's nice to see like because um, think about it. In the last five years, you've had three either out of market or small market teams win a chip. You know what I mean? From Milwaukee two years ago, the Raptors in 2019. You know what I mean? Like these are teams that you don't normally expect that that region to win. You know what I mean? So the fact that like this new energy is coming and there's there's these real stars that are there and representing them and you know doing everything the right way and it's beautiful to see another energy like for Denver to be the first you know the, the was it the first time they've won in in 47 years the Raptors you know 2019 that was their first chip Milwaukee was the first time they won in 50 years. You need to see more stories like that. Like we need, we need more of that in the league. And and, and there's so many great stars coming up. Like it's their time now. Like a, a guy like Joker, it kind of represents and like and like Giannis two years ago. It represents a new time. Like we're here now. We love Durant. We love CP3. We love all these guys. But there's there's so much good ball players underneath them that are coming. That it's their time. It's just their time. You know what I mean? And we're seeing it. We're seeing it like live and living color. And for me too, Randall. I've, I've been calling Jokic Kung Fu Panda for the last like <laughs> few months. <laughs> but I, that's a good one, man. That's yeah, a good one. Kung Fu Panda, man. It's, it's like you, you, you just look at his body. You just not, that's not that's not he's not fat, but it's not the it's not the person you expect to win. You know what I mean? Or or to be dominating teams as, as a whole. Like look look at his mantle right now. He's got. From this playoffs, he's got well. We're not going to count Carl Anthony Towns. We won't count him or Anthony Edwards at this point yet. But you got KD on your wall. You got Booker on your wall. You got CP3 on your wall. You got LeBron on your wall. AD on your wall. Who you swept? And then oh. and then you got Jimmy on your wall right now. You know what I mean? It's it's a pretty good list. It's a pretty good. Oh. It's a pretty good list. I, I'm happy for him just on the fact that like. Obviously, he deserves the accolades. Like I think only Giannis has a better three-year run in the last ten years, just regarding winning and awards and accolades and stuff. But I feel like them winning is like, I don't know. I hope it's like a regression to the mean for for bigs, man. Like, you know how the NBA is the last it's a different era. It's a different era, man. That the bigs now see 
it's a different type of big than it was before. Oh no, I know that. I know that. That's that's not what I mean. I just mean that like in terms of a like a skillful big man, you know, uh, an offense, we're not depending on three pointers. You know, not like a, a team like Denver, they shoot threes, but they're not shooting sixty threes, fifty threes a game. The game is is kind of run beautifully. It's mid range. It's cuts. You know what I mean? It's it's all led by Joker and 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 Jamal Murray, but it's really led by Joker and and his like his creativity, his unselfishness. Like where you're talking about Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon is like a, a polished passer and, and and everything now. Like some of that is when you're. You know, you, your team mirrors your, your star. So when your star is unselfish and making incredible passes, eventually after a while, you start making you start seeing those same angles too and start making those passes too, right? But I'm just saying, like, where the game is at now where everybody's shooting like 100 threes a game, and I'm, you know, I'm exaggerating the number a little bit, but it's a high amount of threes a game. It's nice to see, you know, you got to defend like a, a big, like a like a joker, like a, like somebody who's not – like there's to me there's there's – there's big men coming in this league that are like that are meant to do more than like the stuff that Kevon Looney does in terms of like just being a garbage player, getting boards, mucking it up, pick and roll. You know what I mean? Crash like rim run, crash of the crash of the rim, alley oops. There's more to the game for bigs than that. I I, I got to me I, right now. Big men are like the 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 version of the running back. They don't have the same value as they do before. You know what I mean? And I mean, Joker's special and Bede is special, but I feel like I, I'll put it to you like this. I think like you see like Zach, Zach Eady had to go back to school, right? Because nobody was as the guy won player of the year and, and he, he couldn't get a promise to, to be much a second round pick, much less the first, even with <laughs> everything that he accomplished. But I, yeah. I, I'm like, if Joker wins, if, if the Denver wins another another chip, don't be surprised if he gets picked like late first round next year. Because now, now you're gonna have to need a certain set of bigs to cover some of these guys now. But I, th- I just think say, there's sorry. Say that. Say that again. Say that no, again. I'm saying uh, what I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised. Say Denver wins and goes back to back next year. When Z- when Zach comes out this time, I feel like he'll probably be closer to a first round pick, not a lottery pick, but a first uh, round pick. Because now you're gonna need a little bit more bigs to to cover guys like Joker and you know now now you could mm-hmm. now you could be like hmm. We could run maybe run an offense through uh, guys like that or a certain so. skill set. No, no, I don't. I disagree with that because I, I don't think a guy like Zach can stay with Joker, and I, and this is why because because what Joker has been doing. If you if you watch, I mean, you you've seen the playoffs. Yeah. Th- what they're doing with Joker anytime they have a big is they're not using him as a scorer. They're using him as a facilitator. Mm-hmm. So they're running like it's funny because they're running stagger screens for him. Yeah. Not to score for him to get the ball in the wing to facilitate to open up the like the the, the passing lane so he could start like being more effective as a kind of a a, 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 a point center. Right, where Edie can't guard him on the wing because Joker will take it. Even though Joker's, like you said, kung fu panda slower, Edie can't guard him on a pick and roll. Edie can't—that's his weakness, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you, like if they're gonna get any guys, right? The guys that are effective are the guys that can that are that are his size and that can move. Like again, a guy like a Joel Anthony, like those type of players, like guys that are defensive bigs are gonna be a commodity for the playoffs. Right, that can move their feet. That can that can switch. Like you know, those are the type of players. Like Edie, to me, that's a prototypical throwback big. You know, where he has to be because his his game's not predicated on the defensive end. 
Like, yeah, he'll block shots because he's just so big. Okay. But his game's predicated on, like, you got to be able, as much as you're, if you're going to be a big like Edie, his, his allure is a nightmare on the offensive end. Well, not I, on the defensive end. And, and, and you know what? I, I guess I should have elaborated more on my point, and that's kind of what I'm leading to. It's a copycat league. It's a copycat sport. You know what I mean? Like, like once, like, 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 like I said, if if Denver comes and starts going on this this run now, the next few years where they're winning like two, three chips, you're gonna see more and more teams wanting to play. I'm not saying Zach will be like an uh, like a, like a Jokic. I'm not saying that, but like Jokic isn't isn't a, not afraid, but it, he utilizes the post. You know what I mean? Like, he oh, kinda, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, like he definitely utilized that. So now you can have in a, a situation. Yeah, in a smart way. But you can now see a scenario where, you know, a few months ago, or not or like not even a few months ago, but like just a, a few weeks ago, a guy like Zach Eady was like, well, you can't use that to play in the league. But if Joker shows you that, hey, I can go in the post and get these baskets and get these fouls and, and find the open guy from all over the court, but I can do it from the post too, you're going to start seeing more and more bigs being used that way. I'm not saying it's going to go back to where it was in the 90s. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it may the it may regress a little bit more to the mean where it's not 55 three-pointers a game. Like like a Boston who basically shot themselves out of a out of a, out of a spot to the finals because they they wouldn't stop shooting threes in game 7 and they were cold. Right? On top of Miami doing what they were doing to them as well, right? Once that happens, you're going to start seeing a, more teams at least coming away from the threes a little bit, just because it's a copycat league, right? And right, I think right. that's what I mean by that overall. Gotcha. And I'm yeah. using Zach as an example. I'm not saying like yeah. he's come and be joke, no, but I'm no. just saying like there's going to be at least a team now. Like when his name comes up next year, they're going to be like, hmm, maybe I can use him in certain ways, even if it's 15, yeah. 20 minutes a uh, 15, 20 mm-hmm. minutes a game, instead of being like, well, that guy needs to play in China. You know what I mean, like. <laughs> Like that's that's what I mean by that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I know. Um, I think guys like Valanciunas, like yeah, those are guys that can that can. And I mean, he, you know, listen, I, I'm picking on Edie, but I, I you, you, you know, I think at the end of the day, like you said, you're you're not. I'm not disagreeing on what you're saying. Is that teams gotta? And I think even I was watching something with Sam Mitchell saying it, teams are gonna have to go a little bit bigger. Like and get yeah. someone to stop the Joker. You just got to. You have to. They got to. And Denver to. as a whole, because they're big. Correct. Correct. They're big. Correct. Right. Like they're big, yep. so like you, you're gonna have to. So. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. and I mean, even like a team like Milwaukee, if they can keep their guys intact, like these guys are big. <laughs> like <laughs> they're big. But if they're gonna start winning chips now, people are gonna start to follow it again. Mm-hmm. Gonna, so, so that's what I'm saying. Like the the big man might get sh- got, you know, like the the average big man now, and I'm not talking like the six eight guys. I'm talking like the the six eleven, seven foot guys who seem like dinosaurs or like they're relics. And they're, they're gonna start getting polished off to be, you know, to start being used again, and maybe in a different way. But you're gonna see them a little more. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. It, it's funny. Speaking of Valanciunas, yo, so uh, Zion had a week, huh? <laughs> Yo, what's wrong with these, these these young guys in the NBA? They don't learn, right? They just don't learn from experience. They I, just, I, yo, the things come so easy for them. They just, uh, you know, eh, eh, I don't know. I, I I don't think I would have been any any better at their age. So I can't I can't I can't sit here and throw the gauntlet down because at their age I was probably worse. But I, but at the same token, it's like the old heads talking and like, man, come on, man. But yo, money makes people foolish, man. 
money just makes people foolish. Money makes you become a meme, see? <laughs> like, frig, man. Like, come on. Zion, like, like, and you know what? At all types of purposes, Zion seems just like a um, a goofy good kid. When did Zion become a, like, a, a, like, I mean, listen, he's a young man with money and an extremely talented basketball player with a high, with whose high market, of, you know, has high marketability. So, yeah, obviously there's going to be them, what do you call them now, them thoughts and chicken heads throwing themselves at, at mm. him. But, like, come on, man. Like, I'm just saying, like, yeah, I, to your point, when, when does Zion become a OnlyFans killer? I don't understand. I don't, I don't get that either. I, I, I don't, I don't get that. Like, Too much time on his hands. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, man. You know, too much time on his hands. He was getting a little slimmer. Now I know why. He's putting in that pipe work. <laughs> you know, wasn't on the court. We all know that. You, you know, you know, what's, you know, it's crazy. Like, it, 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 it makes me think of this obscure uh, Puerto Rican poet by the name of Christopher Rios. You know, he had um, he had a popular saying. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he had a popular saying in one of his uh, favorite his favorite uh, quotes. Uh, how did it go again? I think it was, "I'm not a player. I just crush a lot." Like I, I, I feel I feel like Zion is like <laughs> he's living Crazy Puerto Rican poet. I like that one. <laughs> he's he's he's, li- he's basically living that line. He's not mm-hmm. a player. He just he just crushes a lot. And and you know what, Randall? Like. I, I understand, you know, I'd say I understand this, but I'm like, his affinity for his fetish for, for, for mattress actresses at this point, you know what I mean? Like, I, it kind of like, I don't know, man. It's like, it's to your, like, I, I don't understand, like, how you don't, like, and I think, sorry, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm confused by this, like, as you can hear. I'm confused by this, because I'm like, this is where, number one, where, vets in the league it's almost like they're also like a relic like they're not around anymore and you need yeah. some of these guys to be around these like some especially if you're gonna like if you're gonna have a superstar like like zion coming to new orleans first of all you gotta have some vets in place like real vets that's on them from day one you know what i mean like okay yo here's the ropes here's what to do here's what not to do you know you want you want to get up in this okay like this is how you do it like short on the road, so even if he doesn't follow it all the way, you know what I mean. At, at least yeah, there's no, a foundation man, there. You know what I'm saying? It's a no, it's a different era, bro. It's a different era, man. It's just For a sure. different era. Like these guys, see, see, back in that day, the vets are the ones that got the, the dough, right? Like it wasn't like now where you got rookies making more than most vets. Like it happened, but not, not, not the discrepancy. So these yeah, guys, they come out and they're coming out with this NAIL deals. There's under the table deals, which has always been there, but now it's getting to another level. These guys, they, they see those guys. They don't even get money that act like that, and it's it's yeah. it's creeping down to even to the like the lower end high school levels. I mean, you're seeing like that attitude in middle school with parents. Like it's it's disgusting the way the game's gone, and they don't listen to anybody. Shoot, they don't even respond back to you anymore. Yeah. You You're can't right. even get kids to like if I like you, you can't even get kids to, to respond back to your text. And and everything's like you could see people reading it and they can't even say acknowledge the fact that they see it. It's bad, man. And if they do that just on a simplistic communication level and respect level, what do you think they're doing once they get a little bit of flank clout and fame in, in their league? And a lot it's, of those. it's magnified. They're not listening to what some vet like I remember stories of like when Sam Mitchell was in the league, and this is like back in our era. Yeah, remember yeah. Sam is like 
So when like right, that crossover, it, it, the Dan was in the league, and then they, and there were people like, oh man, when Sam would jump in the room and he was playing on the Bucks, Dan was like, oh man, this guy was just talk and talk and talk, and then he's a coach, and then I heard players been like, shut up, and then you talk, but you know what? They, they couldn't say nothing, and they had to listen. And a lot of guys to this day were like, "I, I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't like hearing them talk." But a lot of you saying was the truth. That's why I didn't like listening to it. But I had to because it was real. It was real. It was like a dad scolding his son. You're like, "Fuck, I don't want to hear right now, but I gotta listen, right?" But right. these days, these kids don't care, man. The the the, the, the more raunchier, the more better, the better. It's like a joke for them. You know, it's a re- it's a reflection of society in some ways, right? Like yeah, exactly. culture, culture in some of these ways, right? Right, exactly. So, but it's crazy yeah. though, because I'm like, and you're right. Like, I, I guess I could ask too. Like, is 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 a situation of giving a a player too much money and power too early in his career, and he doesn't know how to properly take care of his gifts? You know that he has, yeah. right? Like, because because I think, right. like it's funny because. Right. You said Morant? Yeah, of course. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Same region, too. South Carolina. Something in the water. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Something in that yeah, the country bammers, they just can't control it. They're just country bammers. And then they get a little bit of dough. It's like the country just flips on them. They, tur- they, they, they turn into DMX huh? and Belly, right? <laughs> they turn into Buns, Facts. right? Tommy Buns. They turn into Tommy Buns. But no, but you, but it's like that's that's the thing, right? It's like they're not taking care of their gifts so when this when there's somebody that talented that important to a franchise like the Orleans, for example right like this is where like you you i think you even with the fame even with the money and you're right these guys aren't listening to these these guys the same way but and like you still have to have something in place like i think even i think like when they traded for um for cj mccollum i thought it was a great trade partly because i think they needed a vet that was like also like still really good you know what I mean? So that at least, yeah, he's not a, like CJ McCollum is not a superstar, but at least financially, the lifestyle in the league, he can at least, it's somebody that he can respect that he can listen to that's not his age. He's a little older. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's, but, it's like, mean but, it's, but it's like, even when you're hearing some of the stories of of communication, and like, I remember McCollum didn't talk to, he was on the team for about two weeks and didn't hear from Zion. And it was like, so you can see the, 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 the disconnect from that already. Boom. Boom culture right and what it comes down to is and and that's why i respect the heat they're going to bring in people that they know is going to fit the culture of what the organization is now and i and and listen i'm going through it even with my au program there's a point in time that we all want to get the right players and the right fit but the game's about getting the top players Right? Getting the best player you can get, recruiting, because you want to stay relevant, you want to stay competitive, and sometimes it's hard to find the balance and, 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 and between the two. And I'll be honest, it, what it comes down to is sometimes people will just take that shot in the dark and compromise on their standards. Right. right? And it, it starts from the bottom up. It starts like a guy like Pat Riley, man. You heard the stories what Pat did to Shaq. I know. Arguably one of the top players in the league. And I know some intricate stories. I'm, I was blessed to hear some intricate stories of what happened behind the curtains. Mm-hmm. And, and and Pat holds Shaq accountable. Shaq yeah. we're talking about. I know. Like, look, Zion is probably one of the most generational talents, but he's not Shaq. He no. may not ever be Shaq. Right? No. And he's acting like that? Come on, man. 
I know. Come on, man. It's a cultural thing, man. But we bend. We bend. And I'll be honest, I blame parents, man. Straight up. So parents, you listen to this, I blame y'all straight up. I see it. I could tell you right away what how a kid was raised just off of little things they do. And I blame y'all. Because the kids that are respectful, it's not about talent. It's about just respect. Right? And you could see guys. Like, look at Morant, man. Morant's a clown because his dad's acting like a clown. I know. It's it's a it's a reflection in the mirror, man. I'm sorry, man. Like, look, I hate calling out my brothers, but that's what it is, man. You know, and, it's, and, it's, and, it's funny. I I came across a clip on on um on YouTube a few weeks back about um an interview right right before uh, Morant came to the league. They had a they interviewed his um his father, and his father was on a panel with like CP3's father, like a few NBA dads, right? And one of the questions he asked, I think CP3's dad was like, what's the respect level? Like, how do you hold a certain level of respect, you know, in your in your kid's eyes when your kid is now um, like making millions of dollars? And I remember CP3's dad laughed. They actually all the fathers started kind of chuckling and they were like, I'm still his dad at the end of the day. I'm not going to be his friend. I'm going to be his father. Facts. You know, like Facts. it's like I'm I like I like, you know, I'm happy for him. It's his money. He worked for it. You know what I mean? He's provided us with, you know, a, a, another level of life that, you know, we can, you know, be happy and satisfied with and stuff. But he's like, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to be his father. When, when lose or draw, whether this money's exponentially growing or lose it all, I'm still his father. I'm still going to be that for him. That's, that's, that's what I have to be. And it's like, you can see it's like he didn't take his advice. Um, Once you started seeing... You know, like they're comparing him to Usher, and like you know, he's, he's showing up at the at the game with shades on and iced out and stuff. And you're like, yeah, was that one of his homies? You're like, where does he do look like father? Usher? Though he do look like Usher a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Remember when they, they sat side by side, uh, they sat beside each other in the game, and they had the, on the jumbotron. Like, that, all that was fun in games, but you're like, okay, but it's like you've become more of his, you know, what I mean, more, more of his friend than his father. You know what I mean? So it's like it, like to see where that's kind of going, and to to lead back to Zion, like, I like, it's 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 to me, it's it's crazy. Like like who's if you're a GM, what do you do? Because I think so far, I mean, he, Randall, this guy's been in the league four years. He's never made, he's never come close to making the playoffs. He's played 114 games, 114 games in four years, right? And with that said. In those 114 games, he's averaging 27, 7, and 7. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's been, to me right now, his, it's his career in terms of expectations. I mean, he got the, the fact this guy's he's got his own shoe with Jordan, all these endorsements. He, it's been a disaster so far. Like, if, you, if, you're, if you're the Jordan brand, he's on his second shoe. That shoe's not selling the same because you're not seeing him on the court. You know what I mean? Right. So like it's it's a disaster. But at the same time, if you're a GM, can you get rid of him? Honestly, I think for his career, I'm probably if I'm like somebody in his camp that's like that really wants to see him like thrive and forget the money, just come close to if not exceed his, his potential. I would push. I would be pushing for a trade if I if I'm someone in this camp. I'd be pushing for a trade from to get out of New Orleans and see where it, see where it takes him. Maybe he goes to a, a team where. He respects the culture more, and, and he becomes more like he becomes a player that he's supposed to be. Because I, I'm, I'm questioning now if that's going to be even with 
the the team that they built in New Orleans, which is a nice team. They got a really nice team around Zion. Like this isn't like a a shit squad. They got some, no, some real tough. ballers. They got some real ballers on this tough. team. Real tough. ballers I, on this team. I, I would invest my energy around uh, Ingram. That's just me. But anyway, yeah. Right, but I'm just saying, like they got some real hoopers on this team. But it's like the first time where you're like, you know, you're hearing the rumors now that like, you know, they're they're they're. Ex- under the table, they're kind of exploring these 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 different looks and these different trades, and you know the most popular one you keep hearing is Scoot, like what well, a number three pick for um you know to 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 move Zion and send Zion to Portland, and I'm like, yeah maybe maybe he might thrive in Portland because there's not there's not might. that much stuff to do, or, or or maybe Dame will just hold him accountable. Yeah, maybe that too. Mm-hmm. Maybe that too, and, and and Portland will be a championship contender if, if the light switch goes on. But shit, so will New Orleans if the light switch goes on. You know what I mean? Like, think about this, Randall. Like, like Zion is more popular right now. The most viral moment of Zion right now shouldn't be coming from TMZ or or or, or the Shade Room. Should it be coming from <laughs> NBA TV or ESPN? Like, no, fast. fast. You know? I don't know, man. It's 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 wild. Like maybe maybe New Orleans just appeases to his vices more than his than his strengths at this point. I don't know. I don't know, but it's but it's like as a GM, like I'll ask you as a GM, what do you do? I mean, you don't know what's going on in the background, man. Right. Right. I know that there was a point in time there was rumors that he what he didn't he wasn't happy in New Orleans. He didn't think that was the right place for him. If it was the city, if it was the culture, whoever, whatever it was, the vibe. I think it's like, look, buddy, you have heavy marketability no matter where you play. When you do play, you're hella efficient, but we got to keep you on the court. It's not like he's getting in trouble. It's, it's yeah, him right. staying on the court, right? right. Like, and I don't sure. I, 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 you know, I don't think it's. A, I think I told you this before. I don't think it's a matter of New Orleans so much. I think it's a matter of him. Yeah. Like, if he were to go somewhere else, I don't know if he's going to get better. It's, a, it's about him. Right, and the other thing is like it's about being a consummate professional in the NBA is different than being a, a good player in AAU or getting highlights or or even Duke. Right, right? your schedule is more robust. You got to take care of your body. You got to take care of your you got to take care of your diet. Or you got to be disciplined. That's a long haul with a big body like that, and we all had the concerns of could he withstand the rigors of the league and the longevity that, you know, to stay in the league and be effective that like it hasn't changed. Like it, we all forecast it. It's not like a surprise to me. Right. So it's not going to change if he goes to the only place he would change if he goes to Miami. <laughs> yeah. That's the only place I could see a change because, because Miami's like, Oh, if you don't get in shape, I don't care who you are. You're not playing. Right. And, and you and got, shoot, hell, Larry. And, and you got hella, hella guys that are accountable. That, that'll keep you accountable. The whole, it's, it's, it's the culture. Yeah, everyone will. Just, just physical tests that they have to pass. Yeah, like I don't know. I heard stories of guys that were a little bit, I'm not even fat, just a little bit on the, the the bigger side that had to come in, and they were like, Pat was like, "All right, I'm a, I'm gonna do this for you. There's no sales tax in Miami. Instead of paying you, let's say an average NBA player that's kind of borderline starter, let's say I pay you ten grand, ten million. Instead of paying, tell me I'm gonna play you eight. No sales tax, you know, no taxes. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna pay you. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna pay you eight with the pretense, right? Yeah. That I'm gonna sign you longer, but you're gonna get a, a, a weighted bonus 
every time you you're under a certain weight. Yo, peep game what I just said. I'm gonna pay you this much. But the scale is first year, if you're under this weight, you get a million. Second year, it's one point two. Third year, one point five. That's the extra bonus. <laughs> Yo, yeah. That's like Dion Waiters. Yeah. That's what they did. That's, which is crazy. Crazy. So all you got yo, what's his name that played for the Raptors? The big chunky guy at one point. He used to play for Ohio State. What's his name? Uh slipping my mic. See his oh, face. I know who you're talking about. I have seen the face. I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Him too. He had one. Jared. Was it Jared, Jared. 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 Yeah, yeah. You, you're you're right on the par. Yeah, yeah. I just can't remember. His he got a brother name. that played too in, in in college or something. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know. Like I said, as a GM, it's like what what all that entails. And it's funny because you, you know, like not to get into the whole TMZ kind of side of things, but you know that what are the OnlyFans chicks, whatever is side piece, whoever was airing him out. And one of the things she's mentioning is like his diet. And how she's keeping him on, a, a, like, trying to keep him on a regiment and stuff. And you don't know if it's true or not or whatever, but, like, you do hear that. You know what I mean? That's the funny thing. It's, like, you do hear those rumors that, like, yeah, like, like he doesn't take care of himself, like, as a, as a He's player. He's a kid. He's a kid. It's not just him. A lot of kids his age don't take care of themselves. It's just the fact is that he's big. No, yeah. look, a lot of them. That's like, true. That's you see true, all too. these kids, they're, 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 their vice is Mike and Ike's. Like they eat Mike and Ike's, like yeah, they're yeah, popping, yeah. like you know what I mean. Like, like come on, man. Like, eh, look, some guys' have metabolism is different. He just can't afford it, and people are picking on him. But mm-hmm. it's that, but that's, but that's, that's, that's his problem. That's his problem to fix. That's yeah. his issue that he needs to deal with, unfortunately, because he's blessed with the talent to be one of the greatest, and he's blessed with the curse. I'm not blessed, but he has also has the curse that he needs to take care of his body to be that. So it's up to him what he wants to do. Yeah. He, he, he's a big boy now. Yeah. And, I mean, listen, I'm a big boy too. Like, I, I, know, I know it's funny saying it for me saying it, but, like, y'all, I'm not getting paid $200 million. Like, think about this, Randall. Next season, he's starting his extension money. He's starting See, his five-year $194 million deal. <laughs> See, you're, you're also damn near 50. True, true, right, right, right. You know what I mean? It's a different hole. Like, if you're if you're his age with his money, I mean, yes, you're going to have your vices. But at the same time, like, it's up to you to stay healthy, man. Yeah. So the critiques are going to come. You're young. This is what this, there's only like, look, you could be fat. You could be Charles Barkley later in life, man. Like, it's all good. But during your playing days, like. Look, yeah. Charles was a big boy. But Barkley he was, was in he, shape. He was always in good shape. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after everything that's said and done, you still owe this man almost two hundred million dollars. We haven't we haven't even started the extension yet, bro. Then we haven't mm. even started the max deal yet. And like like having this news come out is like it's embarrassing all the way around. Like there's no mm. there's no way about. It. I mean he's he's a Twitter meme. He's like he's being trolled every other day. There's more and more chicks and more things coming out. But I'm like. We really should just be focusing on your game right now. Like, honestly, he's got to do what <laughs> I hate to compare it to this, but he's kind of got to do what like R. Kelly did with the Chocolate Factory album with all the with all this with all the stuff that's coming out Come about on, him. <laughs> Come no, on, see. no, no, I'm no, I'm, listen, I'm saying I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying like when R. Kelly was going through all his craziness, he locked himself in the studio and came up with the Chocolate Factory. He's, he that's that's the point I'm trying to make. I'm, I'm, so I'm saying he's he's got you, I got you, the, I got you. The, the only way I'm never comparing <laughs> the two that way. 
I'm just saying, like, he's got to use his, his gifts, his craft, and go to work on it to the point where it's like, we're not even talking about this in a few months or a year. I mean, hell, we're, we're in the social media age where, you know, by like, by like the second or third week where we've moved on to the next thing anyhow. But right, right. but if he's if he's running if he's going deep into the playoffs, say he's going toe to toe with Denver, giving them thirty, thirteen and seven, and you know like just dominating everybody, we're not talking about this. We're just talking about holy shit, this guy's reaches potential. You know what I mean? So, well, so I think that's where the work begins for this off season. It's how he bounces back, like you said, right? And this is going to be a pivotal if they don't trade him. Right, it's gonna be a pivotal year. Like I personally, if you're talking if I was a GM, I wouldn't trade him this year for Scoot Henderson. Like, hey man, Scoot's a six-two. I mean, no, he's not a point. Like shooting guard, yeah, great, shows well, having great trials. Maybe a, very well another Dwayne Wade, but right now he's not. We right. know what Zion is, right. and I would keep him. Even in the 114 on games, you know what he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. It, 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 all he takes is him to stay on the court longer, and you're going to be like, "Holy shoot, this is what he does!" Yeah, right. Because he, because he, because you said he's an automatic twenty, he twenty five and ten player. Yeah, twenty seven, seventy seven. The, there you go. And easy, 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 yeah. easy. He easy. hasn't even reached the ceiling. He hasn't even scratched the surface. That's like that's the crazy nope. part about this. He hasn't even been able to throw the stone to hit the roof of the ceiling of his potential. Like he, he hasn't even oh. gotten to that point yet. Nope. Which, which is super wild to me, yo. But before we before we wrap though, man, um, you know, I I want you know we're in off season right now. This is like the most exciting time of the season where the draft is coming up and free agency is coming up. So you know the you know you know the pods and the conversation is going to be coming, you know. Yep. But off season predictions, man. I, I you know um, what do you think? There's going to be some of the moves if in terms of. What do you think might what what you might see happen? Even if it's even if it's even if it's outlandish, uh, what, what, I what think you, the ma- I think the major teams in play right now that we we need to look out for. One is, I think Charlotte, hmm. right? I think they're a team that you're going to have to look out for. Obviously, everyone knows Portland, our beloved or my beloved Toronto Raptors, right? Um. I think Chicago might be a team that may make some moves that people Chicago, are not anticipating. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, those are the teams right now. You know, I could see Indiana making a few moves, but I, I, I feel like they're kind of bullish, like like Masai. Like they, they, they're very shrewd. Like you think they are, they don't. They kind of throw things out there to get a buzz, but they could, they could very well. Like they have a good young core. They could say, "Hey, F it, I'm going to trade some of these older pieces to fit timelines." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that there's going to be a lot of movement. I think there's um, I don't think people are valuing outside of uh, Victor Wemiana. I don't think ever people are valuing the top three or four picks as much as they should. Yeah, right. So I think a lot of teams are like, "Eff it!" Like the 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 risk reward is not worth it. So I'll get a, a, a win-now player that's developed, ready to go, rather than get this young player and, and, and maybe I hit the jackpot as a as the next franchise player. I think it depends on the timeline and where you're at in the organization and to, to take that risk, right? That's just my thought, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I think, you know, there, there's a lot of players that are, are staggered on timelines 
that need to get out of their situation. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Washington's another team, right? But you know, they they got they, they're another team to to watch out. Um, they can blow some stuff up to to well, not really blow stuff up. They don't have much, but like I don't think Kuzma is going back. You know, obviously yeah. the Beal talks, and I don't think Przingis is going to go anywhere. I think they're going to resign him. So, you know, like there's a team that you know they may shake things up. I don't think you get much for Beal. Like his, his bloated contract is just kind of a. Uh, Hindrance and and he's got a but, no trade clause. He's the only player in the league with a no trade clause, so it limits you your, your 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 options. But yeah, I mean, like, I think draft day is going to be interesting. There's definitely going to be some some shaker or maker moves. Um, I think people are going to have to concede to make it fair. I don't think there's going to. I can't see anyone fleecing anyone. I think it's like really it's going to be like just fair up straight deals, right? Mm-hmm. And hypotheticals where like you can look back. To like you know, another five years and say, man, that trade was that was on par, or that was a fleece, or man, why the hell they did that? They you know like you know what I mean? Like I'm not sold on Scoot Henderson or any of the players after Victor, right. and I think Victor is, is 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 a unicorn, but I don't know if he's gonna like in the French league. Yeah, he's doing. I mean, he's doing good, but he's not. His performance isn't necessarily equating to major wins. It's, it's like definitely like for their league, he's doing well, but I don't know if he's going to be the turnaround piece right away when he comes. I just don't. And he's a, and he's a, he's an injury. Like he's one twist ankle away from snapping. It. Like he just seems so frail to me. Like, like, you know, he can have a major injury and be like, uh, what's his name? Holgram that was uh, out for the year. Yeah. Like, 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 yeah, like I, I don't know if I'm sitting there like enamored with like everyone else. I'm enamored with his potential, but I mean, there's, I mean, they got the number one pick and everyone wants him. So you're, you're, you're everyone's clapping. You're, you're, you're all good with it, but it's going to take a while before he gets acclimated. And everyone's coming for his neck, right? We have to remember that too. Yeah, but it's it's um, it's he's still yeah. a generation of talent. Look, before the season started, like that was one of the biggest things I was saying was. Based on size, most bigs that are like seven three and up, they their injury history is usually very shaky. You know what I mean? Because it's just I don't know. I don't know if it, what it is, but anything after seven two, everything anything after seven three. If you look at history, out of twenty six guys that's made in the league that that's gotten drafted, only twelve has had like actual r- real NBA seasons at least four years or more, and only four of them became. Stars, I think one of them, um, actually, no, I think all of them basically was had some sort of foot injuries from Rick Smith to Yao Ming to, you know what I mean, to Judas Augustus to Ralph Sampson. Like, everybody's had, like, at that size, everybody's gone through, like, these foot injuries. So, I don't know if you've seen, like, his workouts and stuff before games, but he does all these crazy workouts, and I think it's to strengthen his feet and all these, and strengthen his limbs and, and all of that, right? So, we do, I don't know. This, this he's a unicorn, but we we haven't seen anything quite like this in the league. So it's, it's going to be interesting. He's to see. injury prone too. He's had injuries. He's been out for half seasons and stuff before. Yeah, yeah. Our, our stretches. But in but the French it, but but again, to my point, right? Like the fact that any player that's over seven three, Porzingis is another one, right? He's he's his his injury history is very spotty as well. Seven three. Anybody over seven three, it's like I just feel like it's almost too tall to play. Which sounds crazy, yeah. but like they mm-hmm. all have had some sort of foot injuries. Every one of them, mm-hmm. every single one of them, or or worse, right? So 
I don't know how that's going to be, but I mean, if you're a GM or if you're the Spurs, you, I mean, you can't take anybody else but him. You you have to live with the consequences. He's just the the talent is too tantalizing to like ignore, right? Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, look, he's 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 the under. He is definitely the number one undisputed number one pick. Not even close. I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah, on yeah. It, or throwing my opinion on it, like you know. Um, it's bananas what this is. Like, this guy's got, like, got, like height on Rudy Gobert. <laughs> when you see the status <laughs> side by side, this guy's, like, this guy has some, like, inches on Rudy Gobert. Like, mm-hmm. you, who, you know what I'm saying? Like, that to me is insane. And Rudy Gobert is, like, at least 7'2 himself, which is, that, I mean, that, that in itself is crazy. Here's a couple of my offseason predictions, wild or not. I think the Raptors are going into rebuild mode. I think so. Just because, I don't know, my, my guess is once they sign, what's the name of the coach? Darko uh, uh, mm-hmm. Rajakovic? I think I'm hoping mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that correct. Yep. But what, yep. once they signed him and I heard like his resumes that he's, he's, his, he's very strong at, at, at player development. Good offenses and movement. Yeah, yeah it kind of speaks to the direction that you're going in. You know what I mean? Like, why are you going to get a coach that's strong in that future when you have a veteran team? You know what I mean? Like, and I mean, you know, with Masai putting on all the feelers of, of all those players in the offseason, like, you can get – I think right now, between right now and the draft, it's, like, the best time to trade players because you don't know – you know what I mean? Especially before the lottery, right? Like, you, like once people pick their players, it doesn't have the same value, Right, so to me, you, like this right now is the best. If you're gonna if you're gonna move like the Pascals and different guys, like this is gonna be the week to do it. You're gonna do it by the draft. Yep. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. This is this is the time to do it. So we're gonna know, you know, you know, uh, the, if the local team, what if if we're starting over, or we're gonna keep this train moving, and and hopefully this coach unlocks something that most of us aren't seeing. You know what I mean. But I, I the, to me, that's my prediction. I think they're gonna go in rebuild mode. And it took them a long uh, time to get a coach too. But I mean, I think they were they were they, it wasn't like they were in a rush. I think they were taking their time as well. But I think part of it was like most coaches didn't know what the Raptors were going to do. You know what I mean? They didn't know if, they didn't know if they're, if they're going to rebuild or keep this going or retool. Like nobody had an idea. See, I hate to say this, I don't think they know either. To be honest, I, mm. I think I think what they do is they they put everything up on the whiteboard. They have the directions. I don't. I don't see them. I think there's going to be moves made. That's everyone knows without a doubt. I don't think it's going to be as as many moves like crazy moves that everyone thinks they're going to make. Mm-hmm. I hate to, like you know. Hey, they might bring Fred Van Vliet back. They might get rid of um, you know. I think Pascal's gone. I think he just doesn't fit anymore. If I think that they would rather bring OG back. Mm-hmm. If they're going to bring anyone back, I think they would rather have Scotty step more in that role of yeah. Pascal's in. Yeah, I think that they've developed Pascal to a certain point that he's not. I think he's not going to get much better than what he is, and he's at his highest value. So get rid of him now. I think they should have got rid of Fred VanVleet around that time. I think I don't think they're going to get much more of a signing trade than everyone thinks for Fred VanVleet. I think you know if he walks, it's just going to alleviate cap space, and they can they can they can move. I think they probably tried and they couldn't get the deals they thought they could get from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with uh, I think they might bring back Gary Trent. Ooh. <laughs> right. I think they might. 
Like, I don't think, I think, so we talk about making moves. I think, like, the moves that are made, maybe they can get a sign trade for, for Fed Van Vliet. And maybe they, I think Fed Van Vliet and I think Pascal is on the move. move. I think they, I think they're, they might keep OG. I just think they might keep OG. That'll be interesting, though, but. They move Pascal. I mean, they move, I think hopefully if they, if they do move him to, like, Pascal to Portland. Which I don't I, think that's a which, bad move. Which I think will be perfect for him, to be honest with you, because I think he, he fits there. Randall, like Siakam, is kind of like I, I would say he's a better version, if not just a, well. Let's say he's on the uh, like he's a version of Bosch. And what I mean by that is like not in terms of style. What I mean by that is when Bosch was here, Bosch was the the franchise player, but he was really like a number two or a number three. But he was masquerading as the best, like as as a franchise guy. You know what I mean? Like, and I think Siakam is in that same boat. Like, Siakam is a great number two. Like, if he's in the, if he's riding shotgun with Lillard, great. If he's second or third option, great. Probably second because you're probably going to have to get back Simons or somebody, right? Like, you're not just going to take Siakam alone, just the money and all that, right? I think Simons can step up. He showed it. He could be be a starting point guard. Yes. I think I, I, yeah. Yeah, he's nice. You know, we get Simons back. I'm fine with that. We get we get the we number, get the three, number pick. three pick. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Whether whether you, it's Scooter Brandon Miller, yeah, you, you mean I'm fine with that. Then then you're building around the core. You got your 13th pick still in play. Yep. You know. Yep. And you got Scotty there already. You got Scotty there already. You know what I mean? You, I would I would make some more like lower end trades. Like maybe get rid of um, some of our other guys. Like definitely, I know what's his name is gone. Um, what's his name we got from Chicago? The old head. Oh, Thaddeus. Uh, Thaddeus. I think yeah. Thaddeus gone. You know, so that's fine. You could get something cheap for him on the low, maybe a second rounder. I think. Um, you know, it could be very well. I'm not saying they'll get rid of him. But I can see them trying to get rid of um, Boucher. You know, and that's just to get some some complimentary pieces with the with the court. And I'm I'm, not, I'm, I'm listen. I love Boucher. I love. I'm not saying they're gonna they're gonna do it. I'm just saying that if you look at what the Raptors have right now, they can build a really strong nucleus, young core. Yeah. And just be a fun team to watch and, and grow together. And that's okay. That's, and that's fine. Right? That's, that's okay. That is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and like what we've no. talked about with the, with the Raptors the last, you know, a couple like Raptor centric episodes, right? Like, the the new the we the North era at some point like at least this version of it, you know it has a shelf life like the gone are the days where you have your core for ten years straight, you know what I mean like we we squeezed out a solid seven years six at least six years we squeezed out a solid six mm-hmm. years out of that core six to seven years which is longer than expected and you got a chip there's no complaints for me you know what I mean like so if they go this way I'm I'm okay with it because right now if you keep it the way it's it is. Time. Yeah, it's time, and and on top of that, like you know, Siakam's up for an extension this summer. Um, OG has one more year on his contract. Van Vliet is a free agent. If you commit all this money to these guys, especially with how the new CBA is going to be set up, you're basically going to be locked in mediocrity for the next like five years, and taking nice. and taking crazy like luxury taxes. It doesn't make any sense. So I think Man, I, I can go with Scoot, go with Scotty. Go with the young bucks. Go with, go with, get rid of. Like uh, it, I heard that people want to keep Flint. Get rid of him. Bring look. I think you're asking what I do with the thirteenth pick. 
Um, I wouldn't draft for a shooter. I would draft for a point guard. You know, like, like there's a lot of good point guards in this draft mm-hmm. that are available. I'd go for a good, solid guard with that nucleus. So you, you guys, I you know Scoot's not a point guard. You put him at the two. He's a dynamic way type player. Get like, just rebuild the brand and get like, 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 and don't go after like the, the, the home run hitters. Go after the, like, Messiah like, always tries to get like, he's too cute with shit. Go after the guys that are like proven dogs. Just go after the guy, the name. The point guard, there's a lot of good names that will be available at that. I, I go up to the best player, and there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of, I don't, I, I didn't really, I got to pull up the names to see them all. But, you know, my thing right now is I know that there's a lot of rumors around that, uh, that can that white boy, um, is it uh, Grady Dick, the, the shooter? Yeah, great Grady Dick, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, <sighs> I, I, I would rather go and get shooting through, through a trade or a draft. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't I watch think, a lot of him this year. Like, I don't really know too neither. much about him other than, like, some of the highlights I've seen, but. But I know, like, I can't remember his name right now. Jalen something, like, that Indiana point guard, tough. Mm. Yeah, I Hood, go after him. Is, is it is it Hood Hood Sofrino or something like that? His name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. him. And, yeah, he's but tough. The, 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 the guard tough. I wanted that that Kentucky guard. Like, come on, man, that's the guy you got to get if he's false to you. Like that Carson Wallace, I think his mm-hmm. name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Casey Wallace or whatever his name is. I think it's Carson or whatever. I go after him. There's a lot of good, strong, strong fours that will fall. You know, like within that realm, mm-hmm. but. If I'm a betting man, I'm going after some of them. them, them. There's a lot of good point guards to be on the board, and I, and we just need a good point guard. Like I'm sorry, like you know, the only guy I would probably like who I like that if he falls, I would look at, and all, a lot of good guys are gone. Is that um, I think he never had a chance at Duke. Was that Whitehead kid? I've seen him play with USA Team USA a few I'm years sure, ago. Yeah, I know you're talking. He's, about. he's nice. I know you're uh, talking outside about. of him. And then there's probably others like, but like, oh, the Anthony Black kid from from uh, um, Arkansas is nice too. Yeah, him too. Yeah, I would take a you know a him too. But outside of those guys that I named, yeah, um, I'm, I'm 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 bad with the names on the draft boards, but I I know I know I know the players. I'm just bad with the names. It's when you're getting older, yep. you just forget everybody's names. <laughs> but yeah. but I like the kid from Indiana, uh, the the guard from yeah. Indiana. I like him a lot actually. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. <laughs> Kind you of. actually need to build in that mold. Like you can't, don't be cute and try to get like, you know, every time the Raptors draft, it was like, what? Oh, okay. Don't be cute. Just go after the right guy, man. Like, stay simple. There's a lot of good talent in this draft. Just go after the right guy. Like, get a good workout in. Don't be cute with it. Don't draft a shooter in this draft. Get that in one of the trades you're gonna you're gonna do. Right. Flip a guy like Siakam, and in the in the incoming pieces. Get a solid shooter and, you know, get like, you know, like there's a lot of, like you could flip like, like I know I was at one point I was like, you don't make the trade if you can't get sharp. No, nah, man, like, like we don't need sharp really, honestly. Like as much as I love them, we have enough of the wings. We, we need like a dynamic point guard and we're going to get a dynamic some size. You know, guard, yeah. you know, some size, like, like, you know, we got, we, we have some size. Like Poto's, Poto's coming back. Yeah. I like Poto. He's a little older. But he's good. It's hard to find a good center. He's going to be a good, solid guy. Yeah. Well, I um, you know, I still think that um, you need to get another big that can stretch the floor. I think they're going to fill in the gaps on the roster with some guys like that. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And the thing is, you never know what can happen. You, light can, lightning can strike in the bottle, and this team could to be a not a competitor, but like better than we think it is, right? Yeah. If it's young, if it's young and exciting, like I'm, I'm actually excited for the rebuild if it happens. Like I just, think, I, I just think you're it's time. Yeah, I think, I think it's uh, as much as listen, as much as I want to, you know, go down young shit again in our in our lifetime. I'm like, being it being in the middle is not going to get you there. It's not gonna. It's not gonna get us back to young shit other than shopping, right? So, nope. so that's 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 how I'm seeing it. Here, here's here's my other prediction. I feel like OKC is gonna make a big move, just because they got 15 first round picks in the next five years. The new collective bargaining agreement between the you know between the players and the owners it punishes teams that are over the 179 million threshold. Like you lose being able to side mid-level exception guys like there's it's it's like it's it's a crazy it's it's a it's a crazy stipulation once you go over that limit and they came so close to making the plan and you can make a splash for like a high level role player or even like an all-star to pair with you know shay and josh giddy and you got chet coming back and jalen williams who was like a, a stud like as a rookie last year Yep. And, you know, when you got somebody like an SGA, Randall, that's like a first-team All-NBA, you, you like, this is the yeah. time where you do that, especially with all these picks. Like, so you, who would you go for? I don't see that's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who you would go for. You know what? I, I would have gone with somebody like Carl Anthony Towns, but I, 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 I question his IQ. Then his statements this week makes me just say, like, hell no. <laughs> about how he's how he's yeah, gonna change yeah, the game so. like yeah like, he can stay in minnesota um but i that's a good question that i'm not sure i'm not 100 percent sure but uh, it's a good question I, i'm not sure not nobody's coming to mind yet but i feel like the, you, you can offload a couple of those first round picks and, and you still have so much of them you know what I mean? Like you, like you, you could put something together around SGA now, especially now that the way he's established himself. You want to take advantage of that at at this age, <clears throat> like and and they're still so low. Like I mean, he's got his max money right now, so you don't have to pay him for the next like four years at least or three years before he's he's up for an extension. And then like Giddy's up for an extension, but everybody else they're young. So would you, could, you would, would you pair him with a vet? Like would you would you make a deal? Following draft picks, would you make a deal? I haven't thought about this now. Wouldn't a guy like Beal fit in well with with SGA? Who, sorry? Bradley Beal. I thought of that, actually. I did think of that. I he pairs well with him. He would. He actually would. So so you have a lineup of, 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 of SGA, Giddy, Beal, Chet, and Jalen Williams. It's right. pretty, they don't need it. They don't really need it. Like they don't need a big. Like they have a lot of that. They, they need like they can they can get another wing. Like they can sign even a guy like I know I'm I'm not saying sign him. So everyone chill. I'm saying like a guy in the vein of a Kuzma. Right. 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 I'm saying they they get they get, a, get a talented wing. Like almost like you know how um what Denver did with Gordon. They get that's all they need is another piece like that to yeah. jump in and just fill in the gap. And they have the youth coming through the pipeline because they have all the good draft guys that are building. I need to get on game, like you said. I think you have the cap space. You got a ton of cap space. A mm -hmm. ton of cap space. I was thinking, like, 
You're thinking Beal. I was thinking, well, I, I think Boston's going to keep him, but like somebody like Jalen Brown, right. I don't know if he wants well, to come to OKC, but that, no. right, yeah. Well, you never know. But I, but I think that would be a good spot. Like you, you put you put him beside SGA now and Giddy, guys who are playmakers. You know what I mean? And and he can score his stuff as well. You know, you're not asking Jalen Brown now to go do a lot of playmaking because you already have them on your team. Like he could just go out and score and play D and all that. Like I think that would be that'd be a pretty good look too. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a pretty good look too. But yeah, it's 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 interesting to see where where this can go. Like, well, what about OG? I mean, does it does it make them a playoff contender? Like, you're not looking for them to be a championship contender, but a playoff contender. Does OG push them to that limit, though? I don't know. I don't know. Beal definitely does, though. Beal definitely does, but it's yeah, it's it's. I probably got to think a little bit championship more. Championship contender or or I don't know about. Oh no 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 no! no. I didn't say I said playoff contender, not championship. Oh sorry sorry, my bad, yeah, my bad my bad my bad. Yeah, playoff contender. That's where I'm like. Yeah, it's a good question though. Like Beal wouldn't be bad, but it's just do these guys want to come to OKC? But like, they 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 got some they they got to offload some of these some of these picks somehow, right? And while you're under that threshold of where like you're way under the cap, this is the time where you take advantage of it a little bit. And then I think the uh, my third prediction, my third and final prediction, I think Harden leaves Philly, but I think it's to I don't think it's to go to Houston like everybody's predicting. Hmm. I think, I I think. And I and I heard Amin El Hassan, Hassan say this earlier, um, and I kind of agree with it. So I may, he's kind of changed my mind on where this can go. But I wouldn't be surprised if and you, you are seeing the rumors on it, on it too. But I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in uh, in Phoenix. Yeah, I could see that. With, yeah. with, what's his name? Gone. They need a point guard. I I always thought that Fred Van Vliet would go there. That actually would be a pretty good move for them to go there, but it's yeah, that would actually wouldn't be bad at all. Uh huh. It wouldn't mm-hmm. it wouldn't be bad at all because he can shoot. Uh huh. He can he can still shoot, but I think Harden, like it, depending on how much they're gonna they're willing to spend or what kind of cut he's gonna take, I don't understand the Houston thing, other than the fact that he you know he's a god in Houston. And he, you know, like the strip club scene is. I mean, is it really that important <laughs> at this stage no. of his career? You know what I'm saying, like. And and I get it. Not every not every player, especially with the money that's out there in the, in the NBA now, like winning a championship is this like I, I like to say. It's, of course, it's important for every player, but when you're making that kind of money, I don't know if it's as important anymore because these guys are making so much money. But with that said, that team is young. You got Ime Udoka, who doesn't like in terms of his this coaching style. He don't play around, especially defensively. So with with those two things in hand, like like it's a totally different regime if he comes back to Houston. The owners the same, but Daryl Morey and them guys aren't there anymore. You know, um, um, what's the name? What's the coach? Uh, Mike D'Antoni's not there to 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 run the offense there anymore. It's a completely different regime. So I I don't understand this this thing where he really wants to go back to Houston. I'm like, are you are you okay with? Getting called out in the media and playing and having to play D, like you don't seem to be about that anymore. Nah, I don't know what I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know what 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 Harden's heart. You know, I think it's just his biggest success was in Houston, mm-hmm. and it feels like it. I feel like he feels like he can go back there and I'm not saying replicate it, but like ride it out there, right? Get a good right. contract and ride it out there. He's comfortable with it and all that. Like he really loves it there, I guess, right? Like, yeah, it's just kind of where his heart is, right? Yeah, 
but but, um, they, but they did say too that um, during the off season he's got a house in Phoenix. So and he he, he well, lives during the during the off season and and him and KD still kind of want to play together. I'll, t- I'll tell you this: I just don't see him doing much better than what Paul did. I just don't see him making the effect that, that uh, I don't see him going out there and being a dynamic player like he was when he was you know yeah. in his prime. He's on the down slope of career. I think, I'll be honest, at this point in his career, I think Fred VanVleet would fit better. If it was me, I'd go out. I, again, I'm not even a Fred VanVleet. I'm not a Fred VanVleet fan. No, we, oh, we, I, know, we know that. We know that. But, but, but I will say that he would fit with that roster. Fit tremendously well, well with that roster. Did you cross him off the, the team light skin list, or is he is he still on? Uh, no, no, no. I'm kind of like, listen. I have I have respect for Van Vliet. I just don't think he meshed with our team. That's what I'm going to say. Mm. And the more that I've seen Masai trying to make it work, the more it pissed me off because we all know it's like we all like I, like like listen. I have a it's like a love hate relationship with him. Without Fred Van Vliet, I don't think we win an uh, NBA championship. It's just facts. Right. So I respect him. He's. You know, he bet on himself. I love all that stuff. The underdog, he's team light skin. I just don't think that the Raptors, at a certain point, I think, my thing was this. At his highest point, we could have got rid of him for something better because we knew, I knew, we all knew that he wasn't going to be the future point guard of this organization. Everyone thought he was the second come of Kyle Lowry. It wasn't the case. Kyle Lowry was lightning in the bottle. It just, it just, It just happened to work out. And we tried to duplicate it again and have the, 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 the basically, we thought that he was going to come in the second coming of Larry. It wasn't the case. The roster wasn't the case. Get rid of him on a high. Now we're potentially going to lose it for nothing. It pisses me off. <laughs> so I get more mad at Fred because Fred didn't really do anything. Even his woes. And listen, I know everyone like Julian going to listen to this and be like, oh, listen to him now. Even his woes, I can't always blame him. Because we put him in a position to be to, to have those woes, to take bad shots, to have a bad percentage, to not make to not make be as to, to showcase his deficiencies. So I just didn't think he was the right fit. You know, I'm not a fan of small point guards. It's just me, and I would have got rid of him earlier. That's just all I was trying to say. Like we we, we squeeze the the juice out the lemon. Now get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Throw the rinds. Throw, throw the rinds out now. Yeah, we're not going to get anything for him. See, if he leaves, like I, I could see him like leaving for nothing. And if we're going to get a sign and trade, it's not going to be what we could have got out midseason. So it's like, what do you want me to say? Like, I'm happy with Fred Van Vliet. Like, he has to do him. We all would do the same. But you know, I'm a little bit pissed because I'm like, man, like, why? Like, maybe I'm more pissed at Masai, but I can't get pissed at Masai. Yeah, Masai, we trust. You're not allowed to. That's that's the contractual allowed. agreement, Randall, living in Toronto and being a Raptors fan. Right. Masai, we trust. You can't be mad at Masai. Yeah, then I get bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start getting bad, mad at Bobby. <laughs> because take it all out on Bobby. I, I'm going to take it out on Bobby instead of my poor, poor Fred Vanvleet. The, the whole thing about it, Fred's going to walk. Like, we should have did something, at least with one of the two, like him or, or – um, uh, Gary Trent. I, I mean, I don't. I hope, like, like, I, I wouldn't be mad if we re-signed Gary Trent, but I just don't think Gary Trent's a starter. I right. think he's in. He, he's like a. He, he could guy. be in the in the vein of a uh, uh, Lou Will. You know, a six man that comes in and goes to work. 
but I wouldn't like you know what I mean. I like, would say like a seventh guy. I would, like on a championship team, he's probably yeah. your seventh best player. Either way, man, he's a microwave. He's the guy that comes in and just gets you buckets, and he he's a spark plug off the bench. He's not a starter. And if you're looking at him otherwise, and get rid of him. Yeah. Like, like we should have traded for him too. Like, get him on the high. Like Fred VanVleet now opted out of his contract. What are we gonna get for him? What are we gonna sign and trade for him? Like, it's gonna be tough, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's gonna be. Wild. You know, like he can walk. He can walk a certain. Order. Like, I don't know if he, he can sign to sign anywhere because he's gonna. He's gonna. You know, he wants the the Brinks truck to back up, and then whatever it is what it is. But, um, I guess we're gonna see. And, and my and my last question though too, with uh, with the recent uh, announcement of of John Morant's suspension coming on on the, you know on on, on the timelines now where he's he's going to be suspended for twenty five games. Do you think that was enough? Mm. I don't think it was to be honest with you. Ah, and I'm pro on, player. Dude. Come on, man! Like, what do you think? He should be suspended for the half a season, the full season? Like, listen, what he did was not illegal. It just wasn't ethical. And even ethics now is in question in this day of age. You know what I mean? Like, like, what is ethics with guys sleeping with strippers and guys uh, Instagram thoughts and and him showing a him showing a gun? You know, like, is that really the worst thing when 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 kids are listening to to to, to hip hop songs about shooting up and killing? Like, come on, man! Like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, do I think he's an idiot? Yes. Do I think he needs to suspend it more? I mean, it's hard for me to say, man. I, he didn't I, shoot anybody. <laughs> I, I, I think if I think if Stern was alive, he'd get forty games because it's not even just it's, if it's like a one-time incident, it'd be one thing, or the second time. But you remember the whole laundry list of shit that he's that he's been involved with. It. The NBA has to keep investigating over and over. Like this. Like the the thirty five to forty game suspension was like that is like the you you're putting it, you're literally putting your foot in this. I'm not saying twenty five games you're not doing that, but I feel like I'm surprised that that's all he got. I'm surprised he only got twenty five games because that means he comes back in like December, you know, like maybe like the end of December, early January, depending on I, I haven't you know I don't know what their schedule. I don't think that's announced yet, but like yeah, he doesn't come back to probably like. Like around Christmas or something like that, you know what I mean? Just just based on a guess, on a hunch. But like, I, I don't know. Like, I just I just feel like I, I'm surprised that's all he got. Like, I think he's he's kind of lucky. That's that's all he got. Hmm. You know what I mean? But I but I know the concern too was like you 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 suspend him for half a season. That's more idle time for for him right now. And it, like it, 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 what we're seeing right now is idle time isn't a good thing for him. <laughs> right? Yeah, now. I mean, I. I can't. It, it's 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 a tough one for me to answer. See, like, listen, I think he's an idiot. I'm not gonna sit here and defend him. Yeah, he's no, an for idiot. sure. I just, yeah, I, I hate. I, it's funny. I'm gonna say this. I think that he actually learned from this last one. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna do it again. I think he just, you know, I think he is one of those things where it was like, yeah, yeah, I did it, whatever. And now it's like, oh shit, I really did it. I messed up this one. Yeah. Because they're saying between like endorsements and all of that, like he he may have cost himself about fifty mil between the loss of money in his contract, like from his NBA contract and endorsements, mm-hmm. and he wants to be, be that's like fifty that's like fifty mil. 
Yeah, Kobe like, did it. Remember Kobe? Yeah, Kobe. yeah, yeah. yeah no, for, Kobe. For, for sure, Kobe, he, he made I, it. I think a lot of. I think I think Morant will get it back. I think he will. I I I I think he messed up. I think gonna, he might gonna, get it gonna, back. It's gonna take some time, though. I know that for sure. It will. It will take yeah. him some time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he'll come back. I, I, he's, he's a generational talent. I think he's gonna come back. He's gonna. He, he's a, he, he is an alpha on the court. Like he, he can do things that a lot of people can't. And I think when he comes back, you know, the one thing he'll need to work on while he's away is his jumper. But I think when he comes back, I think he's gonna come back hotter, and he's gonna he's gonna shock people. And he'll get his endorsements back. He'll get his things like shit. They're still running endorsements of him right now on TV. They don't have a choice. <laughs> what is what choices Nike have? They, they just let go Kyrie <laughs> and they replace him uh, with John. What choice do they have? They don't have a choice. Speaking of Kyrie, what is your what is your thoughts on him? Like where he's where he's going to end up? I think he's going to go back to no, Dallas. Back to Dallas. I think he, no, I know, but do you think that he, he he's now trying to get all these guys to come over with him? You think that's going to happen? Uh, I don't know what their cap situation is like, but they, they have to, I mean, they have to improve the talent around him and Luca. Like it's, it's a good foundation to be honest with you in terms of talent, but like they have no defenders. Like they, they gotta, they gotta get some mm. proper shooting. They gotta get some, they got, they gotta get, they gotta put some more around them. They gotta kind of revamp the team a little bit. If you're going to sign by Kyrie, cause they're bereft of talent in terms of, uh, <laughs> especially well, defensively, you know what I mean? Like they, they really gotta. Solve that, solve that Rubik's Cube. What's that? What can, what can they trade for? You can't I don't know. I, let me look at the roster right now before we go. Um, I don't have anything. That, outside of what's his name? Um, the big, what's his name that came from Houston? Powell. Who? Powell. Like Dwight Powell you're talking about? Oh, not Powell. I think he's a free agent anyway. I'm talking about um, what's his name that came from Houston? Uh, oh, um, I know you're talking about. Uh, Christian Wood. Wood, Wood, Wood. Outside of Wood and uh, Hardway, yeah, they, they have that they don't re- piece to trade. They don't have anything. They don't really have a lot, no. Bullock, <laughs> Jalen Green, or Josh Green. Sorry, not J- Jalen Green. Josh Green, Josh I'm sorry. Green. And Kleber and and uh, uh, Frankie Smokes and, and Bertans. No, 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 no. Yeah, they, 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 don't, they, don't, they don't have a lot of talent. No, no. But I mean, no state tax. You get to play with Luca. You know, you. He, I mean, Luca's kind of shown that. I mean, just him and some 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 good role players will take you far. Him and some firemen, yeah. Yeah, him and some firemen will take you far. So if you can put if you put some decent fire around him and Kyrie, like you just you never know. You you, you never know. Yeah. But we didn't get to see that pairing enough. But if they can make it work, I mean, shit. This, I, I don't think it's that far for them to be like a high level contender if you can put the right guys around them. But I don't I don't know how oh, they do that with this roster. No, where it has to go. You know who I I, I think they could fit in with the, and make a big three, and I don't think they can do it. But what's his name? You mentioned his name just a minute ago. Is um the big um Towns? Powell, you said Towns. Oh, Towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he would be good with those three. I don't know if they would have the cap space and all that, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, but he's... They he's, need a big. They need a big. They need a big, for those, sure. Especially where the league is going. The teams are getting bigger. It ain't mm-hmm. just Denver. Like, teams are starting to get bigger. So, yeah, they're, they're going to have to try to match up with that at the very least. 
A lot of rumors of Braun wanted to go, or Braun potentially going there. I don't think that's. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't believe that either. Nor do I believe there's over retirement. Like whatever. Like he's got to think things over. That come on. He ain't retiring. Yeah, he's no. gonna wait for his sons, and he's gonna retire after yeah. that. Well, I mean, even if he doesn't, it, it ain't gonna be this season. It, 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 he ain't walking off into the sunset. You you think LeBron's not leaving without a tour? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Give me a break. Bron got too much ego. There's, there's no way he's leaving without, without the, without the farewell tour. There's no way he's ever leaving the game without that. No way in hell. No way in right. hell. Unless Absolutely. it's a catastrophic injury that happens that stops his career. There's no way that's happening. And even still, he'll, he'll walk out in crutches for the farewell tour. He's, there's no way he's missing that out. No way. No way. But you know what, sir? Let's, let's wrap this up, man. This is a good, uh, good first part back. You know, for the for uh, you know coming yes, off the, the 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 mini hiatus there, but uh, but nah, man, I appreciate you as always, brother. Hopping on uh, likewise, pod, man. And I'll tell you one thing, man. I, I I truly think that um, we should just do a quick follow up after the draft because I'm a t- or, or 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 because I I know there's gonna be some juicy stuff. Of course. Especially oh, if it's with my beloved Raptors. I know. Messiah is gonna do something that's either gonna, we're all gonna be like, okay, he made the right move, or he's gonna do something we're like, what the hell are you doing? It's like, like yo, you over-engineering this shit. Like, I, I, he might do some shit that's gonna piss all of us off. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, man, like, I, I'm not confident. I heard a statement of Bobby Webster the other day where he said that there's a possibility they can. They, they can he, I think I have a feeling Pascal's gone. Yeah, but there's a possibility they're gonna bring back um, Fred and and um, Gary Trent. And, oh, you're and, you're, you're, you're gonna you're gonna blow a gasket. You're you're definitely crossing him off the list if they bring <laughs> if they bring back Matt Fleet. If they bring back family, I'm going to fucking flip. <laughs> and you know what? Like, <laughs> I'm going to flip. And I know Julian said it on the last podcast. Well, who else is out there? Julian, shut up. <laughs> if you're going to, if you bring back Fred family, you just set a seat. You've conceded to mediocrity. And there's a zero point in doing that. Just destroy and rebuild. And I'm telling you, you're probably better off getting some young, hungry dogs around whatever. We don't even have – everyone keeps saying we have a young core. Oh, we have a Scotty Barnes. We don't have a young core. And even Scotty has to prove himself. We get some guys around the timeline, that you, like in between Scotty and, and at least OG. Maybe – I don't even know. What's OG's age and Fred Van Vliet's age before I start talking shit? What is their age, you said? Is OG younger than – Freddie? Yeah, I mean, I think oh, I think Van Vliet is like they're both in their late twenties. They're, they're like they're, they're both of them are right now in their prime. Like eight. Who, like, who's older than who? Uh, Van Vliet's twenty nine. OG is twenty seven. No, sorry, OG's twenty five. He'll be twenty six uh, yes. in May. Yeah, fucking get rid of fucking Van Vliet. Keep keep OG. He, he, and what, Scotty's what, 21? Yeah, Scotty's, Scotty's a baby still. Fine, it's four years, not that bad. Still got a young nucleus. I would keep, I would keep, my, I would keep, um, OG. 
I would get rid of all the rest of them. All the fucking guys that are over, except for Porto, I love Porto. But I would have, even Porto, I would have said, how old is um uh, Aiden? Sorry, how old is who? Who is Aiden? Aiden. Who, DeAndre Aiden? Yeah. Sorry, you said De- DeAndre Aiden, you said? DeAndre Aiden on the Suns. How old is he? Oh, he's probably he's probably like around twenty three, twenty four. He's young too. I would fucking I would have I would have got rid of Poto. I would have I would have tried to see if I could get a deal with with, with, with getting Aiden over here. Get get I mean, him he, with the timeline. He, he is on the market. Yeah, I would have done it. Like you can't do it now with Poto because what are you gonna do? Get sign resign Poto and have him. Yeah, Poto's coming back. But I would have yeah, just said fuck it. Yeah, if it was me, if it was me. I would say, Scotty, get rid of Siakam because you're going to get a lot for him. All the guys that are, you'll get fucking rebuild it. I would have yeah. got Aiden in. I would I would get all these young, talented guys and trade for young, young talent. young talent. I wouldn't I wouldn't hemorrhage my everything off the draft, but I would go after Scoot. If I can get, after, if I can get uh, Henderson, Scoot, yeah. I would try to get him. I would go young. Just go fucking young. Anything under 26, come in. Yeah. Anything over, get out. <laughs> and then maybe get a couple. No, and even me. You know, I should say I might get some like you know some vets to come in that are like you know just to you know. Well, well Vogel and uh, Phoenix is talking high about working with Aiden and making him an All Star. So we don't know if that's just lip service or if he uh, real. So we'll, we'll we'll see. I don't think Vogel want. I don't think Aiden wants to stay. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, his his biggest antagonizer, um, Monty Williams, is gone now. He's in Detroit, so who knows? Maybe, maybe it might be a fruitful thing. New ownership, who knows? Who knows what they're talking to him about? Hey, yo, I heard Aiden, Aiden's West Indian, so he needs to come up Toronto, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go, 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 get some jerk. He, he needs, he needs I, some... I need a tour in Toronto and get some jerk on on Eglith, and he's good, man. He's he, he, he needs some doubles. He needs some flying fish. Yeah, he needs some English yeah, Harbor. He, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he needs all he, of it. He needs he's an And he needs a, a nice little gal to, to bubble up on him. He's good. <laughs> yes, I know. The, the Fets are coming. Bring him. I mean, his, his, his looking at his birth date here, it's, it's close to Carabana. Bring him around, man. Oh, he's coming for sure. <laughs> Bring he's him. like, yo. Only thing is when the winter hits, you got to get him in the summer to come visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The winter, we, we, let's one step at a time. One step at a time. Thank you for checking out the latest episode of the Av Podcast. Special shout out goes out to Randall Walter, Team Lightskin COO, for, for hopping on, sharing all of his thoughts on every NBA topic, recent NBA topic, I should say. Um, but I, I thank you, brother, for hopping on as always. Um, with the NBA season over and off season about to be in full swing right now, um, you you will not hear the last of me. <laughs> There's definitely going to be some more podcasts coming up the pipeline. Um, as I just mentioned, this uh, Bradley Beal trade just came and rearranged at the, the end of this podcast here, which is okay. We'll be back as soon as possible. I would say uh, we probably will be back after the draft. So unless something crazy happens, we'll be back at the beginning of the week next week. But once again, thank you for for checking out the Av Podcast. Hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Alexa, wherever you listen. And you can check out my website once again, as always, at SouthShareAv.com for the catalog. Once again, that's SouthShareAv.com. And make sure you hit 
all the five stars or else you're, you're just a hater. You don't, you don't, you're not a hater, are you? You're not that type of person. Nah, you, you don't got that in your blood. So hit them five stars for me. I much appreciate that. Um, until next time, once again, my name is Cal C. And you just tuned in to the app podcast right here on South Shiraz Radio. All right. Until the next one, which will be early next week, I would say for sure. All right. So we're back on track now. Peace. We out. See you soon.